0: Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picture Book Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Okay, welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. Um, I'm very excited to welcome our very special guest to the pod this week. She is a founder and managing director of Brighton's first distillery, making the multi-award winning Brighton gin. She is also an award-winning freelance broadcaster, presenter and speaker with a broad range of experience varying from roles at the BBC, um, Radio 4, BBC Sussex, BBC Surrey, the World Service to working with small independent production companies and on one off projects and commissions. She also produces and presents the drinks-focused podcast The Sipping Forecast, a bright and obses- obsessive with her passion for good food, booze, arts, culture and community and is on a mission take the spirit of Brighton to the world. You've uh, done your research. <laughs> You've done uh, a good dig around. I am delighted to welcome Cathy Ketton. Kathy, welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, you probably had a little fer- uh, ferret around. I've
0: had a little look and it's um, <laughs> fascinating and I, I'm so delighted you agreed to come on and uh, I know how busy you are and look, I just, I look, I'm going to delve straight in. I just want to let, just Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business journey, where it all started. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's I mean, it started what's now a terrifyingly long amount of time ago. So come February, it will be 11 years since having wow. the, the idea for, for Brighton Gin, which is terrifying. I've For some reason, I found it very terrifying when it got into double double figures. Yeah. Um, and now the idea will be 11 years. But basically, the whole, the whole idea for Brighton Gin just came after... I'd had a very, very late night dancing around a friend's (laughs) kitchen table on the gins, (laughs) and the next day was going for a run down the seafront. And as I was running, I just thought, oh God, if I'd been drinking anything other than gin, I wouldn't be off my sofa, let alone going for a run. And had this proper light bulb thing of going, that's it, gin lets me get away with it, Brighton is a place that needs to get away with it on a frequent (laughs) basis. Boom! That's it. Brighton needs its own gin, and it was as, as simple, but as absolutely as kind of light bulby as as that. Uh, basically, I, I, I turned around on my on my run and pegged it for home because you know, as you know very well, there are always bubbles in in ideas. It's uh, you know, it's very rare that you have a have a, a unique idea. So I thought, well, if someone's already trying to make a Brighton gin, I'm sorry, and it, for me it had to be called Brighton gin, not not anything else. So if mm. Someone else is trying to make one. That's absolutely fine. They'll, yeah. I'll look for. To, to drinking it yeah. and and whatnot uh but found out that not only was, was no one trying to make brighton gin but actually there'd never been a, a distillery in brighton and hove or even in in this bit of sussex well so wow. i was like great i'm gonna make brighton gin <laughs> and then ask that stupid question how hard can it be we all know <laughs> these are the, that's the question you should never ever ask because as soon as you ask it yeah. another wave of, of stuff comes but that was basically that was the, the genesis of the of of the idea of wow. Brighton Gin and um, and I, I thought that craft spirits were definitely going to have a moment yeah. um, it was kind of very much watching what was happening with craft beer and those guys who have actually really kind of broken the ground I think for what's yeah. happened particularly with, with gins and things but I never thought it was going to be to the point where there's you know you can't swing a dust without hitting a gin festival every weekend yeah. there's more than 5,000 gins worldwide. Well, there's just you know there's a whole lot of gin out there.
0: But, but So going back, like it obviously, eleven years when it wasn't obviously like it, isn't it? Uh, of course, but then, to like you say, just I love the I love the idea of because obviously not a background necessarily in, in that. But well, I mean, there was
1: background in drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of
0: course. Without making myself sound like an awful old old
1: soak, but actually, I'd always drunk gin, gin and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit old, bit older than you. But um, you know, you may remember that gin used to be really, really um cool desperately uncool yeah. when I used to drink it when I was at university the bartenders would laugh in my face because it was seen as this old lady's drink so and, that, and, and, and even my friends were like oh that's my nan's drink you know yeah. it was just it was just so incredibly un- uncool but I've always loved it and it's always I've had the best times on it and it's yeah. let me get away with it uh, in a way that no other booze <laughs> it has but, um, but yeah, you know, and I think it's, a, it's amazing now to see, you know, and rightfully, that that gins having this amazing uh renaissance and, and resurgence, and I yeah. think it's here to stay. But oh, it's I'm also th- worth remembering how it was just really, really, really naff
0: yeah, yeah. I think going back to me, I'm thinking Gordon's. And I'm thinking, uh, and I'm thinking, Angie Wicks from EastEnders, lots of gin. That was it. And yeah. absolutely. And so, yeah. be one of those
1: little dumpy wine glasses. Yeah.
0: You might get a single
1: ice cube if yeah, you yeah. were, you know, if you were really nice to the yeah. to the guy behind the bar. And then this sort of limp bit of lemon, at the preserved lemon at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of, the, of the glass. And that was that was it. And now you've just got you know whatever your flavor you can find it whatever you're into you can find yeah. a gym to, to match that and i really love that yeah
0: I, I, i'm a sucker for a nice glass so i love i love it when you go and i love your glasses where they big, big goblet glasses that they should be serving oh i should have bought you a present got yeah, some new things it's Damn. so good oh, and it just and it looks just so great and it looks like you want to drink it and it's it's amazing it's, and like you say it's such a very trendy, it's like you say it's, it's become a trendy drink
1: you now. But I think you know you touch on a really good thing there because I think there's this whole for me there's the magic of the ritual of a gin and tonic. Yeah. So I think a gin and tonic is just my from, is just my favourite favourite drink. And I yeah. love that whole thing of, bits of ice and a nice glass and the and I think even if it's honking down with rain in February, you can have really nice bright gin and tonic with a yeah. slice of orange. And, and look out at the rain and go but summer is going to come it just it's I don't know it, I think a, a, a gin and tonic is so much more than a gin than and tea actually yeah, it just yeah, really
0: yeah. can symbolise something yeah I'm, I'm actually thinking to myself now why are we recording this at 9 30 with a coffee when we should have been we should have we should have made this an afternoon you're probably one. a very <laughs> unnatural time of day yeah. <laughs> brilliant um I, I, it's fascinating. It's such a brilliant story. I love the light bulb moment. Just thinking, okay, and, and that's where it's come from, and, and the kernel of an idea, and then creating a business like that. Um, I'm, I'm keen to know. Like, obviously, you studied drama at university. Um, obviously, had a long career in sort of broadcasting. Um, but that sort of entrepreneurial spirit, where, where does that sort of come from? And was there, like, was there always a burning desire to maybe run your own business, or in that sort of sense? Or? Yeah,
1: so I've got one of those. Careers that only make sense looking looking backwards. It's made absolutely bugger all sense. I've gone through it. You know, I seem to have done these kind of right turns into all sorts of different different things. Mm. But looking back, there's a real thread through stuff. So whether it's uh, when I was uh, studying, doing my um, doing my drama degree, which I did in, in London at um, the Royal Central School, and I worked in a pub in Camden all the way through that, ended up running the pub in Camden, started a pub theatre company within that within that. Hub, and then that kind of led to all sorts of different things. When I moved to to Brighton, I was involved in starting a restaurant here. I helped set up uh, Radio Reverb, the uh, the community radio station. So actually, I've been looking backwards but through a different lens, and I've yep. gone, oh, actually, actually, I've done lots of these different things along yeah. along the way. But at the time, it definitely didn't feel like, well, I'm consciously going out to help yeah. start a radio station yeah, or to. Yeah. Uh, you know start a pub theatre company it didn't it they just sort of felt like they happened organically but now looking back it's like okay actually not only have I had lots of dealings with basically food and drink and culture yeah, been, yeah, has been has makes... been it fun things all the fun things in life it's amazing, um, eh? are the kind of the thread that runs through it but actually have been involved in starting things up along along the way, way. amazing um, you know
0: some of which have crashed and burned and some haven't but that's part of the the yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're definitely, we're, oh, I mean, we're going to come on to that in a bit about challenges and sort of failures and stuff like that, and mindset and how you sort of bounce back from that. But that's really just touching on that point, it's that's really interesting about that. But where do you think that from then a young age, like are the uh, parents entrepreneurs, or have you seen, Would you around that sort of? Yeah, a, a, a so again, age or... actually, it wasn't
1: until it wasn't until reasonably re- recently, recently, a few years ago, when um, because I was like, oh, well, you know, I just see myself as very. Risk risk averse. I don't take, you know, I'm just not a risky person at all. And one of my friends just pulled me up and went, "That's listen to (laughs) yourself. That's absolute (laughs) rubbish." And then gave me all of these examples. It's like, oh, oh, actually, yes, okay. i you know, have got I suppose an entrepreneurial mindset. And both of my parents ran their own um, their own businesses and started things up and are involved in involved in things so. I think that that's while I've never acknowledged it until very recently that yeah. actually must have had a,
0: yeah, a an, an effect, effect. Yeah, yeah
1: that thing of going well it's yes it is of course it's just possible to go and start your uh, you know yeah, yeah, your yeah. thing what whatever it is you're into that you can go and do it it's,
0: it's amazing because I I often talk about this because I find like, I i I'll myself where this, like because my mum and dad really hard workers and I'm uh, really close to them but it wasn't like so much entrepreneurial it was they, they went to work and had a job so but for me I was like um I, I've said it on the podcast a few times I think just watch too much only Falls and horses and I just you know, <laughs> not that he dealt was probably the most person, hence why my has probably gone the way it has but I can't see a few things at the market but yeah it's, it's interesting I love to find out where people are uh, that you've, you've seen that from your parents and that has probably instilled in you from a younger age. Going, well, it is possible. I can go and do that. Yeah. that, is a, that is a and then also seeing
1: all, the, all of the all of the pitfalls with it as well. Yeah, yeah, so it's course, like,
0: I course. can't believe that I've ended up doing this
1: having seen how many I mean, things can go totally yeah. pear-shaped on how hard it can be yeah. really a lot of the time. Yeah, some obviously I've got no common sense. I think it's what, <laughs> it's what I'm concluding
0: over time. <laughs> <laughs> this is on really nice things because I, w- I wanted to talk about, obviously... You know, running businesses as we sort of said face lots of challenges. Um as I'm sure you you would have would have done. Like you said, you had some that have sort of question burn. I'd like to find out a little bit about them that maybe have failed and what you sort of how you bounce back from that. But also obviously the challenges, especially I guess over the the last sort of eighteen months, which has been uh, unbelievable. What is, I mean what a time. You know, I was already I was
1: greying and getting quite eye-baggy <laughs> anyway, but the I mean, it's amazing on one hand to... I, I feel so proud that we've we've survived the last yeah. 18 months. I think on one hand that I think I probably definitely in the, sh- in the short term reframed how I see success. Yeah. And actually at the moment, for me, success is we have survived with our team. We've managed right. to keep making and, and doing all the way through the last 18 months. We, and we've managed to release some new... Products as as well commercial ones but then also not-for-profit ones to support the community and and um i think often as i'm gonna get my serious face on now it's it's, it's coming but i think often as as, entre, as entrepreneurs or definitely me as a person i never i i one of my big faults is about never stopping to smell the roses basically and it's always the it's like oh we should be going faster and doing more and then and da, da, da. we should be doing should 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 yeah. and actually at the moment, I'm just trying to take a moment to go. Blinking heck! Actually, we've su- we've survived this with a with a team that's intact, with a company that's ready to scale and grow, and that's been really helping support not only its own staff but also the wider community throughout. And that that is a good thing. I and think. that I need to be really, really, we all of us as a team should be really proud and pleased with that, and not be looking to. Oh, but. No.
0: Look at all the other amazing things yeah. we could be doing. That's, do, that's, do you know that's what you mean? I mean? Really, I really do, actually, and I I, I think that's brilliant to, to do because I I was I, I spoke to there was a guy I interviewed Paul Britton, um, and we talked to, and he came out with a really good sound, He, he said like, um, when the music plays, don't forget to dance. So we, we was talking about that whole journey thing, and I, I think I was very much through my thirties, very much someone that I was so driven and so emboldened. Like, go 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 got to get and i, I used to say to people constantly like oh i'm, I'm gonna get there where, where am i trying to get to what's this destination that and then because of that because your mindset is always can do more can do more can do more you don't like you say you don't actually then really appreciate you're not enjoying the journey and surely then in 10 20 years time over long we, we, we carry on going on these journeys you go if you haven't enjoyed it, and it's always that there's something else to try and achieve, it's almost like you've said. I'm not. I'm, I'm for all for setting goals and going. Right, well, okay, let's achieve that or whatever. But not to the point where you go, that's where maybe my happiness lies. And when I get there, then everything will be okay. Because you'll get there, and then you want to do something else, else.
1: Absolutely, and I think also the amount of you know this, the the time yeah. you know. Life is happening now, isn't it? So we should be enjoying yeah. things at the, at the moment yeah. as well as, yeah, having, I think, you know, having, I am quite goal driven yeah. and I like ridiculous goals. <laughs> I like kind of mountain climbing goals. I mean, look at the stage, me, but I like, you know, I like the goal about climbing a mountain every now, yeah. every now and again, actual physical mountains. Yeah. But, and I, you know, and so I'm very kind of long term goal driven. But I think that thing about actually enjoying the bits that we can now and sh- and definitely that is one of the lessons from the last 18 months is about just it, if it's possible to you know to to enjoy things as we're going along then great because time passes yeah. as well you know and I think also this thing of, of realizing I've been working on Brykogen for, for for actually this really long amount of time from yeah. an initial idea to getting ready to launch all of those things I actually want to we should be enjoying the journey yeah. along along the way. Absolutely,
0: if at all possible. <laughs> yeah, it <is> amongst all, <laughs> amongst jobs. everything else,
1: yeah. <laughs> did, the, the, did you fit? Was there ever a point during the last eighteen months
0: um, where you sort of looked, kind of, Wow, wow, oh, this we're, we're not going to survive? And what does that look like to you at that time? Was was there periods like that that you thought? Oh, a bit of a oh, shit moment really yeah. like, are, we, are, we, are we actually going to survive am I going to have to close this I've built up over the last 10 11 years
1: there have definitely been those and I also you know touch wood I don't want to say that there aren't ever going to be those again in the yeah. in the future because again one of the things I've learned is who knows what's around the corner <laughs> I mean certainly in all of my kind of you know planning and and possible you know risks and threats and I I just didn't have global pandemic on the list. I had pretty much everything else. I think I had asteroid on the on the list, but I didn't have global pandemic, and probably should should have done. Um, so, uh, but but, so, but certainly when it was a, a, a terrifying moment when um, with the realization of when hospitality closed that that in effect closed ninety percent of our business. Overnight, wow. and it wow. also closed all cool. the wholesalers who who sell to who supply and to them. Yeah. That we've really been for the last few few years. They that's what we've been really focusing on is trying to mm-hmm. work with them, support them, and help us build the brand outside of of our immediate area. Yeah. And yeah, that was a terrifying thing to go. Oh, I, oh, that, well, that's okay. suddenly stopped, yeah. <laughs> and for it to be such a massive bi- bit okay, as well yeah but I think um I mean again kind of looking looking back I think when we came out of the the uh, Christmas new year period which is a boost some businesses obviously that you know the the bonker's busy one yeah, fingers crossed it's going to be this year as well we'll, we'll see I'm i am sure, sure um but then you know you come into January and February which are which are, are deathly deathly quiet yes. but usually mid-February things start coming back and recovering and they just didn't right. at and I think at that And then at that stage, we're like, right, okay. actually, we've we've, we were already seeing that people were actually moderating their their behavior even before the lockdown came in. And it was a really, really hairy moment. And I had to make some extremely uncomfortable business decisions that I hope I won't ever have to do again. But also, I know that that's one that's one of the things you have to do, isn't it? Because if you can't help the whole business survive then that everyone will suffer yeah. through
0: it what, what, what sort of decision do you mind talking about what sort of decision then so
1: well? we ha- i had to make some decisions about this about the team i when um hospitality because i also had to talk to so we have our core core team have very kind of fluctuating business because of yeah. what happens over the course of, yeah, of sure. the year uh, and but we've worked with some really beloved freelancers who are they're part of the team yeah, sure. freelancers but they're but then, you know, having to get on the on the phone to them and say, basically, it's stopping now, straight away. Yeah, sure. And I promise if we survive that I will come straight back to you and I'm really sorry. And that was awful. These people are friends, really yeah. beloved friends. Yeah, and yeah, sure. it just felt shitty. Yeah. Whoever sets up a business to do that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I, yeah, it's cool. not, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not a, an Alan Sugar
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. A, at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love you to say that actually because uh, i i think um i i, I believe that the narrative is changed i i similar, i guess i was like to think of myself i guess as quite a nice person i mean i remember there's a, a, a strong narrative i think when I first got into business thinking got to be this ruthless to succeed and be successful in business you've got to be ruthless and you've got to be this hard nosed business person and i think and and i i know we spoke a little bit offline but I mentioned about the seller and I think oh, I had a narrative in my head that that's how I should be, and I don't think I was actually myself running that salon. I was some—I was this person who I thought would be a good leader, and wasn't. It didn't work out. It failed, and I learned so much from that. Thinking no, just to be yourself, and, and I do. I have a strong belief: if you're a good person, you're nice to people, you can still be successful within business and run that. And I think yeah, it's interesting you you say that about
1: absolutely. Um, and I wonder. I mean, of course, I would say this because I'm—you know—a good good. I've got a good Brighton hippie streak running <laughs> running through me, but I do personally. I think that we can get a lot out of people by engaging them as a as a team. You know, like to use a sporting analogy, as a you know, when your team works together, that's yeah. when you can achieve the you can get the get the goals, yeah. and you can do that with the Alex Ferguson hairdryer, or you can do it by, by, you know, engaging and lifting everyone up with you it doesn't always work i have to say and, and not all people res- respond to that and you it is possible to leave oneself open to you know uh, having the piss taken a bit yeah yeah. but yeah, i'd yeah, still no, rather absolutely. do it by collaboration and cooperation yeah. and with a team than, and then than through the hair dryer yeah
0: I, I i completely agree i completely agree actually and i think and 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 like you said i think that the key is, what you sort of alluded to there, was communication. I'm sure they were difficult conversations, but because of how you had those conversations, that, you know, I'm sure, maybe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but things have started getting better, and when they were, you was on the phone to them people again saying, look, come back or be part of the team, if that, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think one of the things that uh, that I hope that I've learned we'll try and put into practice is to be uh, brave with talking to a team about what's about what's going on. I think I've previously uh for I've previously probably kept too much stuff inside because I haven't wanted to worry people or get them or yeah. all sorts of things but actually looking back on it it's maybe if i you know there's that thing about about maybe sharing some of that stuff with people, being honest about the yeah. it's like this is what we're up against yeah. and this is why these things need to need to happen. Um I found it very exposing and difficult to do sure. to say we might be looking at this might be the end
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. um but uh but actually people that then can make an informed choice about whether they want to be part of trying to keep push forward or or not, and the gangway up were just absolutely amazing you know we've uh, worked throughout the the various lockdowns um. Yeah. Rightly or wrongly, uh, alcohol was seen as an essential service, <laughs> um, uh, but also we were making the not-for-profit hand sanitizer and, yeah, and doing all of all of those things throughout. And um, and again, I kind of looking back, I feel very grateful that we were able to work
0: all, all the way through. Yeah, that's my amai- That's amazing. I think, I, think, I think it leads us on really nicely, actually, to the, to the next question because obviously. Uh, as I allude, every every, every every episode I always talk about culture. Um, and because, yeah, like I said, we just alluded to it when the salon, I don't think I got the culture why I didn't really learn a lot. So I'm fascinated by the, the subject of it and how companies do that. And I think, um, obviously, I've been fortunate enough to, to visit the, 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 the you've distillery. You've been to the distillery, you've waxed a bottle, I, I, I did wax a bottle shown brilliantly by by your mum yeah she, which is i just find absolutely well, an amazing story and how lovely she's incredible and it was brilliant to stand there, and, and she was you know she was a great teacher as well i think i've done okay but we, yeah you did you, did. I, you <laughs> say, i'm not allowed to do that job anymore because my standards are good
1: i'm just like yeah right, it's fine it's fine you know a few novels and bumps it's handmade but yeah so my my standards aren't high enough to work in
0: team. <laughs> but but but, but like, so talk to me about obviously what about the culture within in the team, like I said, I just you, I walked into the team and it seemed like you're all part of the same family. That's the, that's the impression I got just for that small time I was there. The fact there's you and your mum there doing stuff. I just but the impression from every member was that like everyone seems to be on the like, how, how have you created that? What um, did you have a Clear vision. Why at the start this is what I want to do. This is part of the team. Or how, how you... oh, uh, the quick answer is no. I, but that's yeah.
1: what's sort of, and I think also because right at the right right at the beginning, I didn't. I thought this was going to just be a really you know my my side hustle and <laughs> my, my <Yeah>. passion <laughs> project. I was going to have a nice time doing mm. it doing the And now my work life has completely flipped around. So yeah. so radio broadcasting is now my Side, side hustle yeah, yeah. Uh, so they've totally they've totally flipped around and I think one of the um there are you know pros and cons about working with your friends and family and I work with my friends and friends and, yeah. and family Uh but I think the pros massively outweigh ones. I mean you know it's ultimately I work with my mum she's there's a there's a power dynamic yeah. thing and that, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, and that's yeah. so so that's so that's but I just think the de- I can't underplay the de- the dedication of our so our, our core team. Who I should you know shout out to of Paul, Jude, my mum, uh, Charlie, and Rachel, uh, and luckily uh, Ali B an is, joined. Is and they're just amazing. Brilliant. They're with such they're such a great gang, and they're really up for the challenge as well.
0: I guess that's it because, like you say, when you because you've created that. Whether consciously, subconsciously, you've created this this culture within in the in the team, like like you say, when the chips are down, when you're really up against it, like like you have been over the last eighteen months, two years, and you go like, and you are honest with them and say, so, which like I say, I can imagine what a difficult conversation that is, but you, you're confident in the, in the fact that, that they look at you and go, it's okay, we're going to pull together and we are going to get through this as a, as a team, uh, uh, as a family, and we're gonna and we're going to come out the other side, and then. Which obviously is coming out the other side, and it's and it's lovely to see. But that that must be an amazing, proud feeling of standing there and and being that vulnerable with the team, but having that having that feedback and looking around and going, they're all here. They're all grafting like I am.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think there's there is you know the
0: commitment from
1: that gang of. Folk. Yeah. uh and also lots of them are friend friends and family yeah. but someone like Rachel for, for example came to us originally on an um an internship from uh, from Sussex University yeah. and she's coming up on her fourth anniversary with us and she's just and she has become you know a friend and family over, over that over that time and her dedication and also her her growth within the company without being too yeah. wanky about it. Can you say <laughs> wanky? You say yeah. wanky? Yes. Without being too wanky about <laughs> it. You know is just is really amazing to to see, and she's just this incredible ambassador for Brighton Gin and whatever she does, whether she's driving around on the e cargo go bike delivering, or uh, doing distillery tours, or you know, with Paul ho- hosting tours and things like that. It's just someone who can who really exudes the passion mm. of,
0: of of what we do and what we're trying to do a bit differently, which is amazing. Yeah, that really, really is so, and I know we obviously talked a little bit of we sent about that passion because obviously it's business owners it's our business it's our baby and we've got the passion for it but i think it's fascinating i love to hear that is that you again back to the culture and what you as a leader and i think this is where i guess it's got to be the credit as well with yourself like credit to yourself as a leader and someone that because by engaging with people on the level that you do that they have responded and they've got that passion for it that's that, like I said, just by spending a small amount of time in a distillery when I was there, we taking pictures with the award, You just got this feeling that everyone, everyone loves it here. A, and that, that was the impression I got, and I, I think that's and I guess by listening to you talk about it as well, it, it shows that that's what you have created, and that's, that's such an amazing thing that you've got these people that are passionate about it like you are. And I
1: tell you it's certainly not because of the working conditions <laughs> we have a windowless actually there's a lot, there are some windows on the on the distillery but they're blacked out with bars on so there's no natural light we're in a light industrial unit it's, it's freezing freezing in winter there's no heating anything. so it's definitely not for kind of the luxe <laughs> yeah, work con- conditions um but I think one of the things that that I really love about what we do and that i didn't necessarily expect to find so satisfying is what happens when particularly when i've worked in i just think back to a gazillion different jobs that, that i've done where you know you work really bloody hard all day and mm. then at the end of it you're exhausted and you think i'm not quite sure what i can see what i've done yeah. but with a physical thing oh we goodness. start off with raw ingredients and then at the end of the day you go i these are bottles of gin that we've made from what were oranges and coriander seeds and stuff now it's in. and that it's thing incredible. of going it's re- it's actually really really satisfying yeah, to yeah. show to see one's effort whatever it is you're doing within yeah. within the team see your effort reflected in a
0: physical thing yeah. it's right. really good yeah i, 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 I it's can. Very i very imagine... good for the core as well yeah <laughs> 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 that's brilliant um well i want to obviously talked about sort of challenges and stuff and, and uh, as we saw the lunacy were coming out of, of obviously of the pandemic and hopefully
1: things are with.
0: Um obviously you, you, uh, Brian Jin's had many awards over the years as well which is amazing um, but I just want to can you talk to me about maybe your proudest moment and at what you, your most successful moment is, is and What then, and what was interesting, you mentioned that success or your definition of success has changed slightly. So, what does that look like now?
1: Oh, it's such a good question, and it's really hard to give a single answer to because it it does change. I think there, so something that never ceases to be thrilling is to go into a new pub or shop somewhere and see a bottle of bright gin. So, for so recently uh, in my uh, partner who also works for, for brighton gin we went to uh, went to glasgow for an exotic summer holiday nice that, nice four days in glasgow actually managed <laughs> to get sunburned and so they'll, they'll talk <laughs> about this in the history books and uh, and you know it's got amazing whiskey shops and spirit shops all over yeah, sure. all over the place and we went into into one incredible place in the center of glasgow and they had you know brighton gin on the shelf and we you always know, go and do your mystery mystery shop and yeah. ask the the woman there about it, and she was she said amazing amazing things. And, you know, this is my go to gin for this, that, and the other, and wow. and that, that was a really incredible. really that, that's an amazing amazing moment. Or even things like uh, we had a, a a lovely you know when we get messages from our customers is always an amazing thing. Yeah. Had something last week from a guy going I'm just back from uh, a holiday in in Greece. Uh, here's a picture of Brighton Gin being, being served in the cocktail bar that I was going to. It's like, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, sometimes there, there are big things. So recently we've sent our biggest ever order, My pallets and pallets of stuff has gone off to Australia, and that's incredible wow. Wow. to physically see all of these hundreds of bottles of gin going. But actually I actually think it probably is the, it's the it's those small bits. E- yesterday, somebody emailing going, Came to the distillery tour on Saturday with Paul and Rachel, and it was absolutely brilliant. And we really loved it. And we had a great time. Please, you know, pass that message on. And that kind of thing yeah. definitely makes it worthwhile. Also makes me a bit emotional because I'm a soft touch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that is, well, what a lovely, cause I love you because I I remember obviously we've we spoken. We put some press releases in when you send some stuff to me, which is great. And I love I love the journey and the, love what, what's happened with you guys. And I think when you sent me stuff through about obviously we've got Australia and, and I just uh, amazing like, especially because of the last 18 months you've seen and I, and I loved seeing those good stories come out great new and that's what we need to share and that's one of the things with me with SBT that I'm passionate I love the fact that I've got this platform that I to share these great news stories and I, I love it and I think and what an amazing thing to come out of like like Australia things about well, tell me a little bit more about that, like, that must yeah so do you
1: know one of the one of the um, unexpected positives I suppose in the last 18 months is so uh, for, for a long time export for us has been has been a real goal and this uh, this mission about taking the spirit of Brighton to the to the world we mean it literally and, and, and figuratively yeah. um, and so we've been really working on export for for a long time we have some existing export markets based on Hong Kong which is very exciting Um, but the previously in the world it used to be that nobody would take you seriously in a market unless you've been gone down a trade show done a bundle meeting shown that you're serious by pitching up doing and doing that and in fact the uh, lovely guy who we work with in in hong kong our importer there the when i met him the first time uh, he said to he said well I'm never going to take you seriously unless you come back twice because Hong Kong is built on relationships. And but when I went back with a uh, colleague, Ellie, to go and, and work at a, a trade show, he didn't even come to the trade show. We met him for a pint of incredibly expensive lager. <laughs> and he basically went, you came back twice. I'd love to take your gin. Wow. So, wow. so previously it was all kind built, of built on yeah, sure, sure. But one of the unexpected consequences with, with everything COVID-shaped is that the ability to meet people via Zoom. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and get in front of people who would never have had the chance to meet before. And also those people having the time. Yeah. And having a, and them having a slightly different mindset, perhaps. Being more open-minded to speaking. Yeah, and actually actively wanting to, you know, something they're different. quite bored at home. Yeah. And yeah. wanting to talk to someone and talking to someone on the other side of the world is a is a great thing. So actually we've, we have, although we have had some big export challenges, I'm going to say the B word. Brexit has mean that we've you know, we've lost some of our distributors because they've gone. It's just we love you guys and what you do, but it's too difficult. But we have been able to meet new distributors, and actually we're we're now working with amazing partners in Germany and the Netherlands. Wow. Um, hopefully soon, New Zealand as, as well. All of whom we've met over Zoom. Wow, wow, and and seen that you know seen their houses. And yeah, see their kids yeah. in the background. They've probably seen quite a lot of my cat's bottom, to be honest, when <laughs> yeah. we've had some. It is terrible timing, sauntering <laughs> yeah, across. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so that's been a, like an unexpected I think, yeah. And I think that there's something about there's. I know that people have got a lot of Zoom fatigue, mm. but there is something about being able to talk face to face, yeah. albeit with its limitations, face to face, and that people have been. There's just more informality about it. They're at home. They're comfortable. Yeah. They haven't mm. had to travel two hours to go to work and stuff. So we've been able to build those
0: relationships at a distance. This is a very long answer. My
1: coffee's working. No, that's oh, that's, that's
0: perfect. Because that's exactly what I want. Because it, it, uh, uh, that's brilliant about the... Especially with the Zoom thing. Because I think it's right. Like, I've never done a Zoom call in my life. And then I spent 90% of my day on Zoom. And it's the rest of the world probably did. But realising how... You know, I've obviously started county business clubs during that time and just, you know, getting members on board and building relationships over, like, I'm, I'm, as we spoke about before, I'm very much a people person. I love being out and meeting people and I'd still rather sit and have a coffee probably than I, I would do it over Zoom, but I'll still use Zoom because there's so much value in it. I know I can have a quick catch up with someone if you need to or I, I love the fact that, again, I'm able to build relationships with people still over that. Thing, especially like you're to the world and stuff
1: what Absolutely, amazing. absolutely. And I think there is and although a lot of that could happen over the over the phone, there is something about being able oh, to yeah. to engage with someone face face to face. Um and yes, yeah, so we're now working with all sorts of people around the world who have never met in in person. Really looking forward to when that can happen. Yeah. So uh, Charlie and I are off to uh, Amsterdam in a, in a couple of weeks to go at the um, Amsterdam Bar Show and go out and actually meet meet our our business partners for the first time. It's really wow. exciting, slightly nerve wracking yeah. as well. I've got no social skills left, yeah. <laughs> as you're experiencing
0: right now. Yeah. <laughs> we find a couple of gins and a. Well, that's it. Like <laughs> find <laughs> balance yeah. between a few and too and many. Too many, of course, of <laughs> course. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, well, I want to. Again, move, moving on, I just wanted to talk about, obviously, running, running by a gym, as well as, like you said, now become your side, with obviously, the broadcasting, public speaking, etc. cetera. Um, I'm, I'm keen, again, along with culture, there's another thing I, I find, I <laughs> guess, more than therapy from myself, the questions I ask myself a lot, work-life balance. What? How do you, juggling all them things, spinning all those plates, with your mindset, as you mentioned about... Go in and trying and to get them, blah blah blah. How do you find what do you do and how do you find a work-life balance?
1: So I am so conscious that if my team listen to this, this might be the moment where they start shouting and, <laughs> and pointing at the, at the monitors and, and correcting things. I find it extremely difficult, um, and I have always found it extremely difficult. Actually, whatever I've done, even working for working for other people. Uh, I seem to hear, it's always kind of it's erred much more on the on the work side I mm. suppose and everything else kind of shoehorned in er, around it so I heard a phrase recently about kind of work-life integration which yep. is probably more where I'm kind of landing because I don't think and I think particularly with something like, like Brighton Gin unless I'm in a different country or somewhere uh, there's that it's a um, that it's always here, yeah, yeah. Uh, and for which I'm incredibly proud. Proud of, but always have to be, you know, ready to talk about it. And yeah, go you yeah, sure. And be, um, you know, even like I said, the example of going going on holiday to Glasgow. But it's still, you know, very much got that. Oh well, I'm going to a bar. Have they got it? What gins have they got? Talking yeah. to them about things. So that thing of it always, of it always being there. But definitely also trying to take much more responsibility about. Uh, stepping back and away and trying to convince myself because all of the theory says it but that actually by taking those breaks and stepping away from it I will be better at doing that that thing so that's where what I'm really trying to do you know whether it's trying to get my aged creaking frame back into going running again or rejoining the gym to get round of my my moon face courtesy of uh of covid um that may or may not work well we'll see but i think those things about trying to trying to really kind of actually take responsibility for for that and and i think framing it in a way of i'm going to be better at at the things that i'm passionate about if i get a bit of distance from them every every now and again and also really really trusting my team is an amazing thing because it, that wasn't you know that that wasn't the case for a long time there wasn't a team to to lean on so yeah, this thing you, of yeah. being able to go actually things you know there's stuff in the distillery that uh i would have to go and read a you know the manual about how to do it now yeah. and that's really healthy yeah Although yeah. I've also found it very hard to do, but that's but yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that the wheels keep Going back, Yeah.
0: I it's think, how it should be. Yeah, that. Well, well, I guess we. Obviously, the, I hope they miss me when I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> <We probably laughs> I'm, don't. I'm sure they do. I'm <laughs> sure they. But again, it just leads back. I guess to, again to the to the culture that you you've created there, that people and, and I guess look as, as I've spoke a few people and a, and 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 a lot of people that have come on the podcast have said maybe as entrepreneurs one of the traits we've all got is that we're a little bit of control freaks we have, have that in us that we just want to got to look after stuff but you to, to grow a business and especially to expand to, to the type of capacity you guys have you you ultimately you've got to take a step back and go i can't do this on my if it was just me i wouldn't be able to do all of the things that we do as Brian Engine, Jim i'm sure whereas you've got a team in place that do can do what they do and like you say you to take that step back and and grow it in other areas, and I think that's um, that's really interesting. I, 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 I guess listening to you, you mention about how you, how you feel about work-life balance, um, and this I like that work-life integration because I think I'm quite similar. And I have mentioned to you earlier, I spoke to a guy the other day, and we was talking about work-life balance, and we was talking about this type of stuff, but. and I, I think it's accepting who you are as an individual and and I think because there's a narrative of going, is a balance here because there's a narrative between going, oh if you work too much, I don't like you, you're obsessed, and but if you actually enjoy it and you're passionate about it, I don't want to feel guilty about those things, I actually I do enjoy the things I do, I like being busy, I like spinning plates, I like these things, so I, I don't want to feel guilty about that and I don't think you should beat ourselves up about it, but like you say, it's similar, it's that realising when you have taken a bit of time out and go how much more productive you can possibly be. So there is a balance. I don't think the balance needs to be I need to work nine to five and then I need to spend from six o'clock until the evening with, I don't think that's the right now it's just got to be what works for you and your business as well and, and lifestyle. I suppose.
1: Absolutely, absolutely and I think that thing about thinking as well about what other you know other people can deal with things very differently and mm. even within our, our small team but uh some uh colleagues who are who are excellent at compartmentalizing and when they and when they leave they leave and they just done, and then they come back and they give it the full focus and attention when when they're there which is blooming amazing and i wish i had that yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, i don't sure. and i think you're absolutely right about that you know what's in our, our makeup as as individuals and uh you know so many times in so many different scenarios a lot of people said oh you just need to just don't think about that and that yeah. If I could choose to do that, I would. I'm not that... Just don't worry about it. So, oh, I'm so glad you suggested that. Yeah. I, I never thought about not well, worrying about off. it. Of course, i just Absolutely. So I think it's a thing, if I could, I would,
0: but I can't. So let's work with how... We'll work with what my makeup is. I think that's it. I think that's the care. That's why I'm trying... I'm on this journey to try and find my truth. I don't get too spiritual about it, but yeah, try and find what my authentic self is, what my truth is, and uh, what makes me tick, and try and because ultimately that when we one of the ones we talked about and the mental health one I talked about he said like, when you speak to people in their deathbed one of the, the major thing is what our biggest regret was I didn't live a, a, my authentic life I think live a, my life closest to my truth that's the biggest regret of people on their deathbed Like, surely that's what we've got to search for isn't it that's where we and whatever that authentic life looks like whether it is that I work Hours a day in the businesses that I love because that's for who I am and what I do. Is, is that okay? I, like I say, I'm just trying. I'm on a journey to find it as well. I think that's that's what I find yeah, find interesting. But absolutely, and I think,
1: and I really hope actually that that word about authenticity keeps coming up mm. in in conversations both about in the business world, but also just generally. You know that thing about I getting my serious face back on again mm-hmm. but I think you know one of the things that i I'm really proud of with with Brighton Gin is that we are we are what we what we say we are mm-hmm. and particularly in an industry where lots of things aren't so they mm-hmm. might purport to be locally made and it's my grandfather's recipe and, and I just came up with the idea in the garden shed it's a, and a lot of that is absolute balls yeah. it's, it's you know created by a Big distillers, you know, there's there's an, and they are brilliant distillers. There's a distiller in, in London that makes about 900 different gins, yeah. um, and they are amazing at what they do. And it's a family business that's been going for several hundred years. But the people who are getting their gins made by those people should be honest a, about that. Yeah, sure. I think it's a real swiz if, if they're not. But I'm so proud that the Brighton Gin is what it says it is. That it's you know it's made here in the glorious city of Brighton and by a yeah. wonderful collection of Wollies <laughs> and Egits. <laughs> And uh, and a, and that that's something to really really be proud of. Yeah, yeah. And I think also that yeah that yeah we should be true to ourselves yes. as much as as it is possible to yeah. to be because yeah love that know, I love that. Like you say whoever on their deathbed ever looked back and went oh, oh I wish I'd spent more time. Well first of all I wish I'd spent more time in meetings. Yeah, no one's yeah. ever said that. Yeah yeah no no no. Uh, but yes but, the, but that thing about being authentic yeah. definitely. Is it's it, exhausting yeah. not to be, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, absolutely, absolutely. I agree. Um, well, I'd like to, just as we're sort of just coming up towards the end there, and I just, wanna, just want to tell me what, what does the future hold for Kathy and Brian Jean? What a question. <laughs> what a question. Well, I hope it,
1: it holds. Well, actually, I hope it holds one one very practical thing in the near future, which is, and I'm just chucking it out there, you know, I'm I'm, we're, I'm actively looking for... A space to grow the distillery into I want us to have a home where we can be for a long long time right. with enough space with some windows <laughs> hey you know maybe even a warm bit where people can sit and have that have their lunch and so so yeah so that's the thing that I really want to do is to take the next step for, for Brighton Gin and, and get right. it into a bigger space where it can be for a long time yeah. so that's that's on the on the cards I'm personally you know I'm still totally gunning for our on this mission about about taking the spirit of Brighton to the to the world we really want to do that but we want to do it in an authentic sustainable and ethical way so sustainability has been absolutely at the core of what we do since the since the beginning and again in an unconscious way and it's then as time's gone on, actually no it's a fundamental part of of what we of what we do and I think that it should be a fundamental part of any Business now is about making sure that that's at the, the core of it uh, because we've got our children's generations to think of, absolutely. as well as the polar bears. That's God, it. Damn it. Yeah, um, you know, there's it's got to be we've got to put these things front and front and center, uh, uh, very much on the trying to follow the you know the triple bottom line thing about people and planet, uh, as well as yeah. one day maybe it you know <laughs> um but yeah for me it's about really trying to build something that has is going to have a, a hopefully a life well beyond my own
0: i think a, a legacy yeah, that, yeah i hope so and yeah.
1: i'm really proud that we've created an entirely new industry yeah. for 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 brighton and hove i just I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous, so but I'm be. really proud of it. So, no, so and, it should be. And I really want to see that con- that, that continue. Amazing. But yeah, if, if you're a guilty billionaire with a massive, massive empty <laughs> space in the centre of Brighton & Hove that you'd love a distillery in, do get in touch.
0: <laughs> We're giving you a call out. We're you a yeah, call absolutely. Out. Oh, what, what an amazing way. That's, that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, and you. I suppose actually the, probably the last thing on that as well is about just mentioning about everything that's that's community-shaped mm. with us, which, again, has been part of, I suppose, our DNA since, since the beginning. And actually, again, when I look back at the things that I've done, they've always had a strong community focus, people mm. focus in them. Brighton Gin is rooted in this community. It should be not only reflecting it, so I love the fact that we are, although I wish... wish it was like different but you know we're the the only rhetorically lgbtq uh distillery as far as we know in in northern europe it's like definitely in the country it's like that's amazing slightly bonkers but but i but also i think you know about the things that we do to support our community to engage with it and be part of it because we all live here and we should be looking after each other
0: I, i totally and i think look for me obviously Twelve years I've been here now. I can't get rid of the Essex twang yet, but but being part, of, I've found it fascinating, and I've been welcomed into the Bryan community and, and Sussex, I guess in general, and, and and very grateful and humbled for that. But uh, and I do think it's amazing. I think it was highlighted over the last eighteen months, two years, where people genuinely did really pull together as a community, I think we have got an amazing community especially within the business community and I think people do want to support each other, they want to see people do well and they want to want to help each other and I think that's that's incredible and what a brilliant place to be part of a, of a business and I think the, right, our community is, is key really.
1: Absolutely and I think it's for me that whole community thing is, is one of the things if not the thing that makes Brighton just this incredibly special yeah. place. Yeah. I think you know for all of its shortcomings, of which there are quite a few, we've seen quite a, quite a few this week, <laughs> yeah, <you> with <know>, yeah. <laughs> the streets piling up with rubbish, et cetera. But yeah, I yeah. think actually its community ethos is just makes it so, so special. Yeah. And long may it rain. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna wrap up just as we always do with just a couple of quick fire questions. Um, first one, uh, what advice would you give to a young entrepreneur or someone looking to start their own business?
1: I would say, be—I'm going to say it the obvious. Actually, really, really, really think about whether you want to want to do it. Uh, sound check your idea. Talk to lots of people about it and and and, and sound it out. At the same time, slightly contradictory things. Be careful about who you do, who you talk to because not everyone has got your best interests at, at heart. So, so choose your advisors carefully. But do but talk to them check it out be absolutely solid that you really want to go for it look into your heart about that you know you're going to have to do a lot of a lot of hours and and you'll have to get back up again many 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 times so be sure that you want to to do that so basically sense check everything and then go for it also eat lots of green vegetables and try and have
0: some sleep and make time for your friends (laughs) love that love that brilliant Okay, and final one. Can you give me three traits that you think a, a person needs to be a good business person or entrepreneur? I uh,
1: probably talk about entrepreneurs rather than, than business person, I guess. I think uh, resilience, um, bloody-mindedness. <laughs> <laughs> that thing about, and I suppose they're related, but about keeping, keeping going when mainly all good sense would say, stop that's that's got to be a a key thing um and also uh i'd say also kind of creative thinking and i don't necessarily mean that you can go off and uh, produce a beautiful bit of art but that might be what you do as a as as an entrepreneur but where you can have a creative response to things where a challenge because there will be a thousand of them you know challenge lands in your lap and it's thinking and having a creative approach about how you how you deal with it but mainly, it's just that big, yeah, that that resilience. I think getting back up again, amazing. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, any sensible person would go off and do yeah. something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're right. Look, and and that resilience is something that's come up in the, in the podcast, and, you know, uh, pretty much every, almost every episode. I think it's it's got to be, isn't it? And, and you've certainly shown that in obviously in plays, especially over the last sort of eighteen months. But I suppose
1: one of those things with resilience is that one doesn't know if it's there until it's tested. Yeah, right? you yeah, only absolutely. know. You only know what's in it when you're right up against it. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Kathy. Well, wow. what what can I say? Look, I, I, since I started the podcast, I was so excited to um, to, to know that you was going to hopefully come on, and we've managed to get a date in, and it's been brilliant to have you. In. And, and look, it's been the amazing episode that I knew it would be. So, thank you so much for. Oh, it's for, a for pleasure. Just
1: it's an it's an honour to be to be asked. Thank you so much for having me, and I would also just like to say again, thank you to my amazing team at. at Brighton gin because actually without the
0: people it's yeah it it would be nothing so thank you for having me brilliant Brilliant. what a perfect way to wrap up and thank you very much you're a star and i wish you every continued success happy days keep drinking the gin oh come and find us on on
1: social media as well Um, do come and get in touch thank you so much thank you